Hey, Go Church family, welcome back to week two of Charged. Hasn't this been a good series so far? I'm enjoying it. We, uh, we've made these a little bit longer because we had fewer grow groups, but we just wanted to cover some material. And uh, when we finished, I thought, man, we could have just kept going. That's uh, right. Because there's so much more that we could talk about. And the point of me saying that is don't just rely on one source uh, of, you know, teaching, but go to the scripture and find things out for yourself. You notice I said, go to the scripture. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying go and search on YouTube and find what, you know, this person says or that person says, you know, it's fine. Um, the, this podcast is actually on YouTube, but, um, look at what the Bible says and find out what the Bible says for yourself Um, The Bible says in Acts chapter 17 that the Berean believers were more noble because after listening to what Paul preached, they went back and searched the scriptures, meaning the old, what we call the old covenant scriptures. Uh, They looked through the law and the prophets and the Psalms to see if what Paul was saying was so. That's good. That's what we're doing. We're spending time in the scriptures. Actually, if this is your first time with us, I, I want to say welcome. My name is Gilbert, and I'm here with Pastor Matt Hadabo. And like I said, this is week two of a series. So we are taking a series called Charged the whole month of August. We're talking about receiving the power of God, giving the power of God, and learning to stay connected or recharge that power. And... Last week, we talked about receiving the power of God, what it looks like, what the baptism of the Holy Spirit looks like, and what's the difference between being born again, being, you know, born of the Spirit or being baptized or filled with the Holy Spirit. And like we said last week, I'm going to say it again, everything we do is with purpose. So every single series that we actually talk about has a purpose. And the purpose of this series is that we want everyone in the Go Church family to know that God has given us power to go. We can receive power to emerge into our place individually and as a church. We can give power to help others emerge and we can learn to stay charged with that power so we can go further. And the key scripture that we are really basing this series on is Acts chapter one, verse eight. And this is Jesus talking to us. He says, you shall receive power, ability, efficiency, and might when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends, the very bounds of the earth. And that gift of the Holy Spirit has already been given. We already have the Holy Spirit given to us by God since the day of Pentecost. And he, like Pastor Matt said, he never took it back. He never took the gift back. So it's not a matter of waiting for God to give us something. It's a matter of learning how to receive it, learning how to allow that power to charge us and learning how to use it. And this month, sorry, this week, we're going to focus about learning how to use that power. We're going to talk about giving power and how we can 
give what we receive. So let me, let me read, let me open up by reading Matthew chapter 10, verse eight. I love this verse. Where, would you like to read it or? No, go ahead. All right, I'll go ahead. So Matthew chapter 10, verse eight, this is Jesus talking to his disciples. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. Now it sounds like you need a lot of power to do those things, right? I don't think, not I don't think, I know that I could not do any of those things in my own strength. Just put yourself in the position of the disciples. Like this is uh, around the same time that um, James and John asked Jesus if they should pray that a whole village be destroyed by fire, right? Which is, yeah. <laughs> um, and Jesus said, you don't even know what spirit you're of. Th these are, um, these are not yet fully developed <laughs> people. <laughs> um, the, uh, the, these are, the, these are the same disciples that were trying to figure out ways where they could get higher in the kingdom of God over one another. And to them, Jesus said, um, heal the sick, cleanse the leper and raise the dead, cast out demons freely. You have received freely give, put yourself in that position. If you know, the disciples are all gathered around, maybe it's a, maybe it's morning time, sunny day, birds chirping, wonder what we're going to do today. Jesus said, come around. I, I've got something that I want to tell you. I want you to all go out on your own. I'm not going with you. And I want you to go out and heal the sick, cleanse the... Wait a minute. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> and uh, what we see here is actually Jesus, who in Luke chapter 4, he said, the Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed or empowered. He has given me ability, who the Holy Spirit has given me ability to do what? To these things, heal, set free, and proclaim deliverance, right? Jesus, with his words now, transfers of his ability onto them. That's good, yeah. The anointing can be transmitted by words, we can receive power by words. We can give power by words. Yeah. Think about that. We're talking about giving power. Jesus gave freely the disciples power. Some people, they say, oh, you know, all the miracles that Jesus did, he only did those so that people would know he was the son of God. Well, he didn't do a very good job of that. Right? Because, for example, in Nazareth, it says that he could do no mighty, not that he wouldn't, he could do no mighty works because of their unbelief. Yeah. So that didn't work at all there. And then other places, he would very often say, don't tell anyone this happened. Yeah. I mean, that's like and, today. And we looked at that scripture last uh, last week where, mm -hmm. you know, in John chapter 14, verse 12, where he says that, you know, whatever works I have done, you know, you will do these things and greater than these because I go to my father. Yes. So 
a lot of the time we look at Jesus in scripture and, you know, he's pointing to himself as the Messiah, the Christ, and he is. And he's pointing to himself as the savior that God sent, and he is. But then we see, like, when it's not, you know, only about what he says, but it's also about what he does. And what he does is not really a... Uh, a point to say to point to his deity it's to show us what we're supposed to do yeah and we can look at scripture and a lot of the time position ourselves wrongly so a lot of the time we identify with the sick person we identify with the needy person we identify with the oppressed person we're identifying with the wrong person that's when we're exactly reading the gospels right. we actually are supposed to be identifying ourselves with jesus and how we're supposed to give and do like this is this is the point what we're talking about we're talking about giving power there's a way of doing things and there is no one better to teach us than Jesus yeah. and how he did it because he was a man living in the power of the Holy Spirit demonstrating to us how to give that power to others and it's so so powerful he says this to us freely you have received so freely give that 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 is really the wording of our series as well that yeah. you know last week we talked about receiving power and now we're talking about giving power and I, I want to I want to point this out in, in this verse in Matthew chapter 10, verse 8. Um, Jesus says, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. All of this is doing, and it's doing very, you know, I say it's big because it's beyond me and it's beyond any human being. It's big in that sense. He doesn't say, go out and teach Joe about end time you know, interpretations and then go and debate with, you know, Susie about, you know, the nature of God and then do this. He, he tells us to go and do things, right? And go and act on things. That's what we talked about in, in the introduction week, that we're not supposed to dwell on um, questions and ideas and philosophies. We're supposed to go out and do. So we see that in Paul's uh, letter to the Corinthian church in first Corinthians chapter two, verse four, he says, in my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. You see, the Lord has a method of operation. He has a way of doing things. And actually he's equipped us with certain ability and that is his power given to us by the power source, who is the Holy Spirit, to accomplish things a certain way. So we're not supposed to go out with persuasive speech or human wisdom. We're supposed to go out with demonstrations of the spirit and of power so that people can see God in what we do. They don't see us in what we do. And that's so important. And this is the, the basis of giving power. This is the basis of how the Lord wants us to do things yeah. by his power. Please, please rewind this and listen to it again. You, you, you have to hear that again. What, what Gilbert just said is, is so key. Jesus in the gospels creates a pattern and this, this habit of identifying with um, the wrong person, 
limits our ability to live on the level that God has called us up to. It's so critical. So again, I'm going to say something I said in, in week zero, where, whereby, you know, on the subject of power, there is a little bit of teaching in the Bible, but there is a lot of demonstration and there is a lot of, uh, a lot of the examples that we see in different people across the book of Acts. So I think this is probably what we need to do a little bit of teaching and a lot of examples and a lot of illustrations. Uh, but the first thing I, I want to ask you, Pastor Matt, is, you know, there are, we can see the gifts of the Holy Spirit or the manifestations of the Holy Spirit in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Mm -hmm. Let's not talk about in detail what they are, what they look like, but let's talk about what are they designed to do? Like, why are they there to begin with? Point people to Jesus. That's good. The manifestation of the Holy Spirit will always point people to Jesus. And we can base that on what Jesus said in John 14 and John 15 and John 16, where he gives us uh, a description of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said that the Holy Spirit doesn't speak of himself, but whatever he hears the Father say, that's what he's going to say. And the Bible says that the Holy Spirit testifies of Jesus. So if the Holy Spirit is working, he is going to point people to Jesus. The That's manifestations really of the Spirit, there are nine that are identified there in 1 Corinthians 12, they point people to Jesus. There are nine gifts, there are nine fruit of the Spirit in Galatians chapter 6, and they cause us to act like Jesus. As the, the more we let that fruit develop, that's the well from John chapter 4 that we talked about, the more we let that well dominate us, we become spirit-dominated instead of carnal-dominated, which is a choice. We've seen that you know, again and again in our study. The fruit of the Spirit will cause us to act like Jesus. The gifts of the Spirit or the manifestations, I think, I think manifestation is a better word uh, from 1 Corinthians 12. They will point people to Jesus. That's good. You know, the Passion Translation refers to them not as gifts or manifestations, but it refers to them as spiritual realities. Oh, I like that. I like that too. Actually, the, the original or the literal translation is spirituals. Yes. It's just spiritual things. Yeah, things of and relating to the spirit. Yeah. And and so what you said, like I actually have a note here, I'd like to read it out about the comparison between the fruit of the spirit and the gifts of the spirit, because it can sound similar, but you know, they're two very different things. So basically the, the fruit of the spirit the fruit of the spirit are actually characteristics of our own spirit that is being developed. It's not the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. It's the, the, the fruit or the characteristics of my spirit and your spirit being developed and growing up. And those, are, those characteristics, there are nine, right? And they're love, joy, peace. I should probably know the nine. I can't think of them off the <laughs> top of my head, but they're found in Galatians chapter five. 
uh, versus the gifts or manifestations of the Holy Spirit or what the Passion Translation calls as spiritual realities that we can walk in as a church. Those are manifestations of supernatural ability by God, which are designed to flow through everyone and anyone for the benefit of all. And that is what we see in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7, that the manifestations of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. Yeah. So these are actually supernatural abilities or supernatural actions or supernatural things that the Lord is doing. So that's by His Holy Spirit. That's what He is doing through people for the benefit of people, ultimately to point them back to Himself and for people to see Him in those good works. What does that mean? That means that we don't have to be qualified to operate in these spiritual realities or these spiritual things. We don't need to qualify in any way, shape, or form. I wrote this comment here, and we're going to see it in the examples and the illustrations. Availability over ability. And that's what the Lord uses he uses our availability. He doesn't use our ability because it's his ability in us. And let's, let's talk about what they look like real quick. So there, there are nine manifestations of the Holy Spirit or spiritual realities. And you see in, in, in able to, we actually said able to see, able to say, and able to do. And in 1 Corinthians 12, there are three types. There are three gifts that make us able to, to know, which is basically able to see mm -hmm. the will of God. There are three gifts which help us say, and there are three gifts that are doing gifts. So we go back to knowing or seeing and saying and doing. And that is effectively how the gifts or the manifestations of the Holy Spirit operate through people for the benefit of other people in the church. Yeah, the Spirit of God will help you know something that you couldn't know any other way. Yeah. The Holy Spirit will help you say something that you would have maybe lived your whole life and never thought of a way of saying it that way. And then the Holy Spirit will help you do things that you could never do on your own. That's really good. Praise God. And all of this is motivated by love. Yeah. All the miracles of Jesus are really a, a flowing out of or an expression of his compassion, his love. We see that again and again. Jesus was moved with compassion, moved with compassion. And that movement created a manifestation of God's glory and power. That's why 1 Corinthians 13 comes right after 1 Corinthians 12, because it's really the motive of everything that's happening there, right? The, the motive behind this power manifestation is love. The motive behind Jesus coming was love. The, the motive for everything that the Lord is trying to do for other people. And 
even and especially for those who don't know him yet is love i mean god so loved the world that he gave his only son that you know whoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life that is the motive the motive is love and he's not done giving power because he's not done loving he's still loving and he's still accomplish trying to accomplish things and sometimes a picture or an action can paint a thousand words mm -hmm. i mean i can sit there and tell you how much i love you from morning till night but you still have a need and you're hurting one way or another and one demonstration or one manifestation of power or one manifestation of how do you say like an answer in your life or something that really changes the way you see things that little i don't want to say little because it's not little but that intimate that close manifestation of what god can do for you so much more than what man's wisdom can do for you and that is the way he works that that is why he equips us with his power yeah. to accomplish things in his power he yeah. has a way of doing things and trust me his ways are better than our ways and this is how he's trying to get things done in the earth through his power which means that he needs people he needs people here in beirut he needs people here in lebanon that are charged with his power that's good because if you wait until if i wait me and you wait we wait until we get into a situation where we find a need and we say okay wait i need to get charged up think about doing that with your phone i need to make a phone call I need to send a message and my battery is dead. Well, now I have to figure out a way to charge it up. By the time I get it charged, maybe I don't need to make the call anymore. We, we as the body of Christ, that's why we've been talking about Abel. Here in Lebanon, we need to be charged up with the power. Why? So we can give it away. So we can let it flow out so that there is an overflow out through the church, not through the church event, not through a building, not just through a church leader, but everyone that is part of the family of God can flow out power to where it needs to go. That's right. Moral of the story, to my wife, you should keep your charger next to you. So you don't need to use my phone when you need to make a reservation or update the shopping list. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. But in uh, in all seriousness, that's, that's right, that's true. We need to learn how to flow in that power. We need to be aware of the flow in and the flow out and the recharge. And let me, let me just give this- You know why? Yeah. Because it's not for someone else. Yeah. The uh, Lebanon needs this and and Lebanon needs it now. And it's not, we, we shouldn't be waiting for someone else to start doing this. It's, it's time for Go Church Beirut to emerge yeah. into this place where we are charged with and giving away power. Freely we have received, freely give. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Praise God.
I want to, I want to give this quick example of Jesus. Since we're talking about Jesus and identifying, you know, with the right person in these stories, let's, let's look quickly at Jesus when, you know, he's walking with Jairus to go and raise Jairus's daughter from the dead. And in the meantime, he comes across a crowd, the crowds around him. And then there's this woman with the issue of blood and she's been ill for 12 years, looking for a solution, spending tons on doctors, probably going through very invasive, very painful uh, treatments and things that had just have not worked. And at this point, she's like one single-minded, like on her way to Jesus say, she's saying to herself, if I can only touch the, the, the edge of his garment, I'll be made whole. And she keeps saying that to herself and she knows it and she believes it. And she gets to him, she pushes through the crowd and she touches the edge of his garment and immediately she's made whole. Now, a lot of the time we identify with the woman, but if we believe what the Bible says, we are already healed. We just need to receive it. It's the same way the power is already available. We just need to charge. But let's look at, at this portion, you know, because what, what stands out to me here on this subject is that Jesus says, as soon as the woman touches the edge of his garment and he's getting like, you know, pushed around and kind of shoved here and there with this whole mob. So like people are touching him, you know, it's not, it's not like he's just in the middle of nowhere in the forest praying and <laughs> someone comes up, but he says that, who, you know, he asked, who's touched me? Like, who, who touched me? And, and you know, who, who answers him? I think it's one of his disciples that says... Everybody. That everyone's touching. Everyone's like, touching. Don't you see the mob? <laughs> don't you feel it? Like, we're all a bit nervous Let's here. Please get out of here. <laughs> yeah. and, and he says something specific. He says, I perceive that power has gone out of me. Yeah. You see, he was so aware of the flow of power in and the flow of power out. We need to learn to be that way too. That's exactly right. And here, here we see there's truth on both sides, right? I mean, if you are in the place where you need to receive power, then you can see an answer in what this woman That's right. Uh, yeah. did, right? And you know, we we quote this as because she said to herself, "If I can just touch the edge of his garment, do a little bit more study and realize, oh, she's quoting from Malachi." Mm -hmm. You know, so she's actually put scripture in into action by her words. And then her words have motivated her to go out and do, right? So she reaches out and in faith, in the word, she receives power. But there's more truth there, right? Because like you said, we're, we shouldn't stay as the woman with the issue of blood. We need to get so charged up that we're walking around full of power. And Jesus said, I perceive that power has flown out from me. That means that power is tangible, not not physical, but real and can be perceived, perceived spiritually and received by faith. Yeah, praise God. So what can we do once we're aware of the flow of that power? We can walk in it. You know, we can discharge where we need to, we can charge where we need to. And that's, that's the way we're designed to actually live. And yeah. Well, and the answer to that is we, we do what Jesus 
said, which is we do those things which the Father shows us. We say those things which we hear him say. And we encourage people to get into the place of faith. The woman with the issue of blood received power because she got herself in a position of faith. Why? Because she heard about Jesus. Yeah. She heard that he was the healer. So she took hold of that truth mm-hmm. and it motivated her into action. Right? So That's right. Um, we can get charged with power and then encourage people to act in faith. Yeah. And then in addition to acting in faith, we need to be sensitive to those manifestations of the spirit that cause us to see things, to say things and to do things. First Corinthians chapter 12, the gifts of wisdom, the gifts of utterance, the gifts of power. So when the Holy Spirit reveals to us, hey, do this, say this, we act, but we don't act in our own authority. We don't act in our own might. We act in a, in a giving of the power that we're charged with. That's so good. The woman with the issue of blood actually like acted on what Jesus said, which is Mark eleven twenty three. Yeah. Right? She said, she believed what she said, and she got what she said. So yeah. it's uh, it's very powerful to see that. It's very powerful to um, to act on the word of God because the word contains what is designed to contain which we talked about last month and able to say. Yeah. I want to go on and and talk about this illustration uh, from the book of Acts. So we talked about Peter last week. Let's keep talking about Peter because like we said, there is a cup that gets full and then the cup overflows and impacts the world around. And we can actually see Peter walk in the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. And we can see uh, examples of when he spoke in the power, when he acted in the power, and when he had wisdom because of the power of God to actually do something. Mm -hmm. And these are are all instances in in the book of Acts. I encourage you, you know, we're going to skim through them. We're going to encourage discussion on this this week in our grow groups. Uh, But we're going to talk about it real quick. I mean, one example is speaking. So he spoke by the power of the Holy Spirit. And like like we said uh, last week, you know, he, you want to hear him preach, you can read Acts chapter 2, but not only Acts chapter 2, you can read him, you know, you can read about what he said, and he said some powerful things and revealed scripture to to people who were interested, and even to uh, the Jewish leaders who, this was literally their job, you know, to interpret these scriptures and see these the fulfillment and, and judge the prophecies. And he's just unpacking this truth and people are attracted to the truth of, of, of God and who God is and what God's doing. And they're hearing these words of life. You know, uh, Peter talks about how the Jews killed the Prince the, of life, the Prince of life. And he had the words of life, the, yes. you know, and the, the angel tells Peter at some point, you know, I, I've, I've taken you out of prison. Go and speak the words of this life, the yeah. Rhema Zoe. Yeah. And there's so many, so many uh, 
instances of this, but in specifically in, in Acts chapter 4 and verse 8, there's this one thing that says, then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said. You know, I'm going to stop there because, you know, he said a lot of stuff, but this emphasizes Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said. And you see that across the book of Acts that, you know, all of a sudden now Peter is saying things, impacting lives. Thousands are coming to Christ. Things are changing. The church is growing. All because Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said. Yeah. You know, that's, that's one element of what the Holy Spirit does for us. Part two is he acted. And we see that a beautiful example of that in Acts chapter three and verses one through to um, around 11. And this is where we see them walk past a crippled man who they walked past time and time again. Like just, you know, they kept going there and that was their custom. So like, that's what the Bible says. It was Jesus their custom. Jesus would walk past them too. Wow. Of course, because that man was crippled for his whole life, right? Years and he was and laid there daily. That's right. And one day they walk past him and he's begging like he always does. And something's different that day, right? What's different that day? they perceive that there is power in them, which now is, needs to flow out. That's, that's, I'm using, I'm borrowing the words that, you know, Jesus says, I, I perceive that power has gone out of me. But yeah. at that moment in time, if you could probably reflect on the situation, they're saying, I perceive that there is power in me that needs to flow out. Yeah. This is a, a great example of the manifestation of the spirit of what is called the working of miracles. Yeah. And um, what's important, and the way the, what I want what I want you to kind of uh, identify is First Corinthians chapter twelve. It says that the manifestations of the Spirit work as He wills. So it's not as if uh, you know Peter and John are like, "Hey, I know what we should do. Let's take some of this power that we're full of." and smear it on this guy with, uh, that's been mm -hmm. crippled mm -hmm. and will make a big stir. No, this was something that God initiated. The woman with the issue of blood accessed the same power, but she initiated it. So uh, what's our part? Our part is to be charged up. Yeah. Our, our part is to be charged up and full. Why? Because there are some things that the Lord wants to initiate. The Lord will point out someone to you um, that's crippled on the side of the road and say, stop, go back, lay hands on them and command them to be well in the name of Jesus. And the power that is in you will flow out from you into them. That's right. But we can, we, we don't have to wait for those manifestations like that we can encourage people to do what that woman did, and that is find scriptures that promise what she needs and then to act on them because the act of faith will always activate the power of God. Yeah. Praise God. They, they said that faith in the name of Jesus healed this man. So yeah. 
it was at that moment in time, their faith, that man was not expecting a thing. He was right. expecting maybe a few coins or something, but like it was Peter and John in that moment, they had faith in the name of Jesus. And you know, this, this healing led to an opportunity for Peter to speak again. And this stood out to me in verse 12. Uh, he says, why do you stare at us? We didn't make this crippled man walk by our own power or godliness. Again, like people are looking at them saying, you know, they must have power. They, they were very fully aware that this was the Lord working through them, that they had a charging of power because of the power source. So my iPhone is not full of power because it's just amazing. It's full of power because I charged it this morning mm -hmm. and it contains power to accomplish something. So they were pointing back to the power source. And this goes back to the point where don't look at us as though we did this by our own power or godliness. You know, look at God. And yes. this is the very point that we made before availability over ability because God doesn't expect us to have the ability. He expects us to have the space for him to put ability in us Amen. to accomplish something. So if we have availability for the power of God in us, then the power of God can be in us. If storage is full on a device, there is no, space for more of that you know so the third the third example in the life of peter is the knowing in Acts six we see that the church has grown tremendously and because of this growth there are teething problems in the church right <laughs> there are people having arguments just because you know um one's from the north and one's from the south obviously i'm paraphrasing here you know there were there were disputes between the uh the jews which were from jerusalem and from the region and they're the jews that were actually um from another region right and they wanted the disciples the apostles to um solve all their problems basically at that moment in time you know, this wasn't exactly their own wisdom. This was God's wisdom. So, you know, they said it's not good for us to, you know, attend to these issues, but we need to stay focused on prayer and the word of God. So you guys appoint amongst yourselves the right people to be able to sit in those places of help and basically resolve your issues. And... That's what happened. So they did appoint seven men, uh, of whom two two of them are, are notable, which are Stephen and Philip, who then becomes goes from being Philip the deacon to Philip the evangelist in the book of Acts. Um, but what's what's remarkable is the fact that you know this doesn't seem supernatural or huge, but you can tell it's the right thing and. It's something that actually facilitated multiplication in the church and huge growth in the church. Because after that passage in, in verse, um, verse seven, it says, then, so when, after all these things happen, after, you know, they, they decide to apply the wisdom of God to positions in the church and they 
kept themselves in the right position and allowed other people to enter those positions. It says, then the word of God spread and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem and the great many of the priests were obedient to the faith. So after the will of God in those situations in his church were um, revealed and then acted upon, then there was great multiplication and great growth. So we see that acting upon the known will of God, so the revealed will of God, will lead to a result. And let me use that, you know, the example I used last week in, in this situation where God revealed his will for my life. I wasn't sure. I ended up praying in tongues. I got an interpretation of tongues. He said, stay. Obviously that impacted me, but that doesn't only impact me, that impacts the place where he's called me to be in. So because I stayed, I stayed in my right position in the church where he wanted me. And as a result, I'm able to be on this podcast right now, yeah. right? If I didn't listen to his will, I wouldn't be here doing my part in the church. Yeah. And that's so important for us to see that the power of God will help us go in the right direction and know his will at the right time when is required to do the right thing. I could, uh, we could probably have a whole, a whole other podcast on Acts chapter six there. But the one point that I just want to highlight that you said is after they got organized, you know, they had, they had change that affected the whole society, people's lives and people's thinking. But notice if you go back and look at this, take time to look at Acts chapter 6, notice that the wisdom that Peter supernaturally spoke by the Spirit was that the, uh, the people that were to take charge in these positions, this, this new organizational structure, needed to be charged. He said, choose out people that are filled with the Holy Spirit. So... Being full to overflowing with the Holy Spirit is necessary, not just if you're in Peter or John's position, but in any part of the body of Christ, every person, every person that has received the free gift of salvation, it is the will of God that they be filled to overflowing with the Holy Spirit. Why? Because that puts us in a full charge state where we can freely give it away. Praise God. So we're actually running out of time for our this week's podcast, but next week we're actually going to talk about recharge. Yeah. Right. And that's of course a, something which contains personal application and the way we do certain things. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. I am too. And, uh, I'm enjoying this discussion and I hope that you are taking the time to dig into the scriptures on these. We are on purpose, um, kind of referencing verses, but what I want you to do is take time to go over them on your own and then really 
come prepared to discuss these illustrations in the grow group so that we can all grow together. And I want to let you know that we love you and we're praying God's very best for you. Bless you. If no one told you. If no one told you yet today. Bless you. Thank you for listening to this message. We want everyone to experience the unconditional love of God, grow in His love, and go with His love to the rest of their world. We invite you to connect with us at one of our groups or our next gathering. And if no one told you yet today, we love you and believe God's very best for you.